0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Welcome to the Social Impact Show. I'm Danielle Lovell-Jones, and I'm exploring the multifaceted world of social impact. Interviews, tips, and more for the individual that's interested in doing good in their world. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Social Impact Show. We are very excited to have Mbaye Njai here today. He is the CEO of Legal Equalizer, an app that's essentially going to make knowing your rights accessible for everyone. Mbai, thanks for being on the show. Say hello to everyone.
1: Hey, everyone. Hope everybody is doing well while listening to the show. Excellent. So, you know, Mbai, can you
0: just... Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, you know, Start us off with what Legal Equalizer is and why you thought it was so important to you.
1: Okay, so um, we can start, I guess, my background. Um, my name is Banja. I was born in Gambia, West Africa. Moved here to the U.S. when I was a little kid, seven years old, Macon, Georgia. Um, went to Davidson College. Um, but the app really... Um, Is a culmination, I guess, of all my experiences growing up in America as an African-American male, Um, and then just me getting fed up with the stories of people dying and things happening in the hands of law enforcement. Um, So what Legal Equalizer app does is when you get pulled over, you have an encounter with a law enforcement um, official, you open up the app, you hit the record button, it starts recording. Now, there's an SOS button you hit there, and this button, what it does, it'll send a text message to three people that you pick ahead of time. So when you register, it's going to ask you to pick three people that you trust, that you know and love. And it's going to send those three people a text message, lets them know, I've been pulled over, or I'm in an encounter with law enforcement official, and it gives them your exact location. On top of that, the app is also going to provide people with their laws that they need to know, such as their First Amendment rights, their Fourth Amendment rights, as well as their Fifth Amendment rights. Um, things that you know, I fully believe that you know all people that you know are in this country should know. Um, and lastly, but not least, now when the app is done, when you get done recording, whether you know you get your ticket or free to go, or you end up getting arrested, you can now send a copy of that recording to those same exact three people that had that text message. So it basically gives you and your family and friends peace of mind to know. You know, everything that happened from the beginning to the end of that police interaction, hopefully.
0: Now, clearly this is something that's been in the media. It's clearly something that needs to be addressed. Um, How are you envisioning this having an impact in in the world, especially in the United States right now?
1: Well, um, hopefully for me, the impact was holding people accountable because, um, honestly, I believe that 90% of police officers are good individuals who are out here to make a positive impact on their community, help out their friends, their family wanna go home, to their family members and friends. And it's 10% of them that make them look absolutely horrible and terrible. So the issue I see is that we don't ever hold that 10% accountable when they do do wrong. You know, the most they get held accountable, it seems like, is you get paid vacation, paid leave while they investigate what goes on, and then a few months or a year down the road, you're back on the staff, and you get paid. And so what this does is now it's going to make things equal for both sides. Now it's not just the officers that have that camera, you know, that can show their side of the story. Now as a citizen or as a resident of this country, um, I can now show my side of the story, and I can also know I have the peace of mind of knowing here are my rights, and here's what, you know, I am entitled to know. And I know my family and friends will see my side of that story as well. So that's where this will help, where we can now finally maybe due to the fact that the community has their side, we can start rebuilding that trust. Because I do believe there is a big rift in between trust between the community and the police officers and specifically the minority communities in this country.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's a question um Currently, I mean, you can just open your your any social media platform um, and kind of see the disdain for the, the police departments throughout the United States. And what's interesting is that it, it's not any particular areas; it's happening across the board. And and you're right, there is kind of this small percentage that is getting um, giving the rest of our law enforcement uh, a bad rap. But those small percentages are creating a level of fear and I and I think last time you know we were talking offline the fact that people like you and I that are law-abiding citizens um just because we're seeing what's happening actually have a fear of the police that shouldn't be there you know as as citizens as people living just living in the United States you shouldn't be afraid of the people that are there to protect you
1: oh I, I agree I mean and the sad part is myself and my group of friends uh at least a minority group of friends, you know, who are attorneys, doctors, business owners, you know, salespeople, all kinds of jobs. Like that's honestly that's my biggest fear right now is that I'm gonna get killed by a police officer. Like I am more afraid of dying by the bullet or at the hands of a police officer than any other thing right now. And that's sad. You know, I'm I'm at the point in my life where you know, I had this app, and you know, I hope it'll get people when I'm even if it's not even an encounter with an officer, just when I'm in a conflict with my friends and family will know here I am. But I'm at the point, even in my life, and it's sad to say that if something were to happen where I had to call 911, I probably wouldn't call 911. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's a fear of my life. And I also have experience where I've called 911 before, and when they got there, I'm the one that started investigating, despite the fact I was the one that made the call to begin with. So it's a lot of things that, you know, and that's hopefully where this will get back to me, where I can now have that peace of mind when an officer does pull up behind me, I don't start getting sweaty, my heart doesn't start racing, I don't get super nervous, you know, I can act like everything is fine, but until that point, um, you know, occurs in my life, I'm going to need something that will, you know, hopefully help me have at least a little bit of peace of mind um, at that time.
0: So curious what your thoughts are, you know, considering that your app is targeting, is is directly impacting what we're seeing consistently in the media, which is, you know, violence towards um, the minority community, particularly black men, but women also, trans people, um, just, just a level of violence. Um, do you think, one of the things I should say that has been presented to me, um, and I'm curious what your thoughts are, is do you think that the media is playing up what's happening? And regardless of that, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing?
1: Honestly, I don't think the media is playing up what's happening because police violence in the minority communities has been happening forever. I mean, people are talking about um, how Stan out of Compton, you know, just broke box office records for an all rated movie in August. And that was talking about police brutality and police violence back in the 80s. Yeah. You know, like like my my mom and her generation talked about police brutality and violence back in the 60s. The difference is now we have technology where we can show the rest of the world what this violence and brutality looks like. So for me, I don't think this is a new phenomenon. I don't think it's something that just started occurring recently. I think violence and police brutality in these communities has been going on for a while. I mean, it it, it built up and ratcheted up when the war on drugs started in the late 70s. But this has been going on for a while. So um, I'm, I'm one of those types that I don't blame the media for stuff because the media wouldn't be there if we didn't give them stuff to show. Right. So if we didn't have so many people getting killed at the hands of these cops while unarmed, we wouldn't have these media stories. But we have them. So the media has a story to cover. So it's not a media issue. It's actually, let's get back to the root cause of the issue of why the media is covering these stories.
0: Yeah. Here's, with regard to unarmed, right? One of the things that I was thinking about when I thought of how amazing it is to have an app like this, um, realizing that taking out your phone or having anything that you're reaching for could potentially put your life in danger if you are confronted by a cop that is not doing the right thing or has you know just say it racist views um i'm curious how you can give any tips regarding how to navigate the assertion of your rights um without creating, con- in, in doing so without confrontation, or how can you minimize confrontation? Um, because there have been stories, and, and there was just a, a story corpse, uh video that was essentially saying that a young man, as soon as he was asking for a warrant, was basically beaten nearly to death. Um, so when you hear things like that, you know, how do you encourage people to still know their rights and assert their rights, even when... Pulling
1: out your cell phone could be deemed as a threat. And I I actually shared that story on my Facebook wall yesterday. You know, that same story, the young man. And somebody asked, how would the app save this young man from the situation? And my thing is, at the end of the day, my app's not going to save everybody from every single situation. But it's going to help. What would it help with this young man is, hey, he already knew his rights. Clearly the cops didn't care about that. But before the cops hit him, he would have had this on record and his parents would have already known where he was and he'd been pulled over. Yeah. And so I imagine if his parents had gotten that text to say we got pulled over and 45 minutes, an hour later, they haven't gotten anything else from them, they might have gone to check out that scene. They might have found some. It wouldn't have been where his mom then had to see him for the first time in the hospital. Um, So like, would it have stopped him from getting beaten by the cops? Absolutely not. It wouldn't have. Now, for me personally, how would I navigate it? Because when I get pulled over for me personally, I've never had an officer pull me over and be at the side of my door within five seconds. Right. Normally, they pull me over there in their car. They're gathering themselves. And I'm gathering myself for the most part. I normally have my license. For me, my protocols, my license, my registration, and everything else is out the window with my hands there. So they know I have nothing in my hands. But before I get all that, every time I get pulled over, I I text my mom and I text my boss at work because most times in the morning or going to work or, you know, during breaks... And say, hey, I've been pulled over. So what this does now is it saves me that headache of having to type out the entire text to my mom and stuff and have it already pre-saved to send it. And my phone can be sitting there. Um, You know, I can have it sitting up in my hands or sitting however. Or I can even have it sitting outside the car when it's ready. But it's going to be recording one way or the other. So we'll have something.
0: Yeah. I and mean, it just it is just unfortunate that we're in a place where you have to think about these things, but I just know that for listeners or for anyone that's actually going to use the app, I think it's, you know, our responsibility to kind of be aware of just all the worst case scenarios. And and I think it is good just to even hear you say that, no, there is a window of time where you can send that text message. Um, it doesn't need to be in a fashion where the police officer is at your window and then you're shuffling, looking for something, um... I am disappointed that I even have to ask that question, um, but it is where we are. And, and, and for the safety of the people that will use your app, I think it's great that you can provide that
1: insight. It's a necessary question. And, and honestly, I'm actually working on a few more things with the app where hopefully we can make it where you don't have to pick up the phone. You know, you can get a camera inside your vehicle that we can attach to it where then, you know, hey, it's hands free. Because, you know, as the one that's creating the app, I'm doing it from my experiences. And that's one of my biggest worries all the time, which is why I keep my phone down as soon as I pull over. I've got it in my lap. I'm pulling over. Here's my wallet, my license. But my mom's already getting ready to get that text message be like, hey, I got pulled over. Or sometimes I'll even call her before I even pull over. Like, as soon as I see the lights come on, like, cool, let me call my mom. Hey, mom.
0: Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals.
1: I'll call you later. I just want to let you know I got pulled over. Here's my location. Yeah. So now I think it's just, it was like, what way could I make that process a little bit quicker? And, you know, that's my biggest fear as well. Um, You know, I'm always worried about how can we make this safer for the end user as well.
0: You are currently doing this while having a separate full-time job, your, your team has separate full-time jobs. How are you making this happen? How are you running it? You know, how did you get all the the pieces moving together?
1: Well, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while in the makings. I had this idea for this app back in November, um, December. And, you know, we've gone through a few, you know, a few people and trying to get it, but um, it's, um, February when we really started, we first got the actual first beta that worked and stuff with an audio version. And, you know, we had the guys there, but it just wasn't enough. And then the ACLU had the app that's pretty similar to this come out late March. Um, but then um, I kept on honestly expecting somebody else to come out with the app or take it further or take it to the next step. And they didn't. And we just got tired of seeing people die. So honestly, we work our, like I said, nine to fives. Some of us like Martin, the guy doing my coding, he actually works like eight to six, eight to seven sometimes. <laughs> how ridiculous hours, but at the end of the day it's been a labor of love that we do. Like, um, it's something that at the you know, I get home and I like I said I'm just sick and tired of seeing these stories. And that's what we talk about. Um the point of this app is we don't wanna see any more hashtags of people dying. I'd like to see videos of how this can help those people work out that situation a little bit more. So then escalate to that situation. But um Honestly it's just us pushing through knowing that when we get done. We can rest again. We can have some more free time. Um, to do other things. But right now it's honestly it's a labor of love and it's one where every time we see somebody die in the hands of, you know, in police custody or, you know, during an encounter with the cops, it stings. It's like a little, you know, it's like a dart to your heart. Like it's just like, ah oh, man, I wonder what we could have done to have settled that situation. What can we have done to save that situation? That's what motivates us. That's what honestly drives us on a daily basis. I send my team stories um, when I see something happen. I send them different events. And I was like, let's look at this all around. You know, if it's a case where I can be like, hey, the officer did the correct thing, I'll let them know. Yeah, I think the officer did do the right thing. But if there's some things that, hey, how could the app have helped or how could something in the situation have stopped this from arising? That's what we look to do, but... Um, like I said, uh, we'll, we'll get some rest when it's done and when it's finished. But until then, that's, that's what we're working on. We're really working on just, like I said, what drives us and we're tired of seeing people die.
0: Do you think that you can get police, um, uh, higher level police department kind of support for an app like this? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Um, and you know, I'm working on talking with a few departments If anybody else that knows officers, works in departments, please. Speak with me. Um, We plan on, you know, um, with this, A, like I said, this is to weed out that 10%, which if you're a high-ranking official in the police department or a high police department, you'd want that. You know, you'd want your department to be as clean as possible and do what's correct. B, it does nothing more but help people learn their rights, educate citizenship, educates the people. And so... For me, what I'm looking at it as is a more educated population is also something the police officers and departments should be happy for. And um, see, when we have these videos, honestly, I envision I envision us seeing ninety percent of the videos of officers doing the correct things, doing the nay nay, doing the whip. <laughs>
0: Those have been rather entertaining.
1: You know, playing basketball, taking kids out, doing things that you know that we believe that officers and that we that I know that majority of them actually do instead of focusing on just the negativity. So I hope and pray we can you know, get one of these departments to sign on and start working with us.
0: One of the things I've been really impressed with you and by about is your ability to tap into your network to um, leverage your good product. Um, can you tell us a little bit more, give a little bit of advice to uh, the listeners that are also doing good work on how you've been able to navigate and activate your network and how relationships have kind of played into the progress so far?
1: Absolutely. Uh, A lot of this stuff has been done through um, both my Davidson network and then my high school um, network, people I've known for a while. But the main thing where um, this has been humbling because the only reason I'm even on this podcast is with you is through a network connection from somebody I went to Davidson with who you went to law school with and knew. Yes. <laughs> so um, it's funny because a lot of people that are even helping are people, you know, that I was friends with in college or friends with in high school, but didn't talk with them that much, didn't do that. But it's been now coming back where um, I realize how big your first, second, and third impressions are when you first start meeting people, you know. Uh, people hold on to that idea and that impression of you for a while. And a lot of these people are, you know, looking to help out because they have known me and they know that this is something I'm doing, you know, out of the pureness of my heart and something I'm passionate about and I've spoken out with it. But it's a matter of not, you know, don't alienate people. Um, Always look to help out others when you can and keep in touch with people. You never know, like my um, article we did for the Huffington Post friend of mine works there i didn't know that until you know she went up on facebook and read that and started looking at it she's now you know hooked me up with other people so um the power of the network has been huge um that like i said the first second impressions you make with people don't cut people off i always look to figure out hey if somebody wants to come and speak with me how can we incorporate them not oh no i don't need that you know like that's the worst way to do things um just to you know Alienate people because you don't think you might need them then or there at that point in time. Just keep people around um, and let them know you're genuine in their interests. You know, I also show as much interest in other people's projects and want to help them out as much. And they know that's coming from a genuine place, so it makes it easier for them to be wanting to help me out as well. Also,
0: no, those are really good tips, and I think they're they're transferable regardless of whatever project you're working on. Having a network that. Um, is organic and and an honest one, not superficial, I think will really leverage your projects in the future. Um, Curious how you're funding this. I mean, I know that there's a GoFundMe, but I I think you can even explain it to the listeners a little bit better about where you are, where you're trying to go, and a little bit more about how you're trying to get dollars on board for this.
1: Right. um, So we do have the GoFundMe account up. GoFundMe dot um, com slash legal equalizer, and that's you know been going well. Um, that's been part of the funding we've got. Then we've also gotten funding. Um, I've got somebody who's willing to match whatever we raise on GoFundMe. Um, and so so far on the GoFundMe, we're a little bit over fifty seven hundred dollars. Um, so you know he's matched that already. Um, with five grand to help us out. So what we've done so far for the eleven grand is we've almost got a fully completed iOS app done. Almost complete. Like by the end of this week, I will have a working function, functional app. Um, with that money, we've also been able to get our website up. We've gotten our social media stuff up. We've, you know, we're paying for videos and things like that. So we're being frugal with it, but we still need help in terms of making the app even better, making it more accessible, more user-friendly, and also help so we can get the Android version up and going as well. Um, you know, we're also using our personal funds to help with this as well. Um, and I've got a couple of other people that have, you know, donating, given us a couple of other um, opportunities with money um, to go and look into it as well. So we've had some, but we can definitely use any and all help. Um, We probably won't need even the full twenty-five grand that we've done on GoFundMe, considering we've done this much off basically eleven grand already. Um, But you know, the money, everything that's been given to us, has been greatly appreciated. Has been put to use in a phenomenal way. Um, I can't wait to show you guys the updates we have and how far along we've gotten off of just your donations alone. Um, But we, you know, appreciate any support that can come from there. Um, And we also have our website. Um, LegalEQApp.com which will lead you to the GoFundMe page and you can look at all the articles, videos everything we've done also so far.
0: You know, this is all good information. I'm I'm curious just because you're a big thinker and, buy, and I'm, I'm curious where if you can envision Legal Equalizer
1: in five years where do you think it'll be? In five years, if I have Legal Equalizer where I want it to be, in five years we'll have uh, every car in America is gonna have a camera integrated with it and legal equalizer will be part of your um your automobile system so people will know their laws and their rights. I think people are born with these rights and laws. So you know, I want it where we can have it in cars where it can be either Bluetooth or, you know, the OnStar system or something. Technology is there enough where we can do it. There's other countries in this world where there's cameras in the cars. And we're getting to that point where, you know, it's a safety issue at this point in time. And it's an education issue, and if we have the tech to get it there, we will have that. And you know, um, and Legal Equalizer. This is just the first app that we're thinking of. We're not stopping there. Um, we're not stopping there because we understand the justice system. Um, the, the incidents with the police officer is just one part of the justice system. So we've got apps in the works that we're going to start holding judges and prosecutors accountable as well, because we do believe that this is a system that needs revamping. Overall
0: completely yeah and this is and this is the power of technology I think it's interesting that in the conversations we've had so far on this show that um, uh, a few of them have been very deep Rooted in technology one way or the other. Um, So it's interesting to see how technology is proving to be uh, a real conduit of improving society and creating real impact. So we're all excited uh, to see where um, legal equalizer will be, not even in just in the next five years, but really like in the next few weeks, because you all are moving at top speed. We will be sharing all of the contact in contact information for you and by on the show notes, and then I personally will be sharing just the GoFundMe and just letting people know what's happening and what you're doing to respond to the events that have been happening and 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 that it's not just about condemning the bad police or or justifying lives lost. It's about really encouraging all people to know their rights that they have access to and making sure that they're not afraid to use them. So um, big ups to you for empowering the masses because I think
1: that's really, really exciting. Thank you so much. Um, You know, and um, hopefully by the end of the month, we'll have you with a beta version where you can be testing out and let us know and let your users know how it works. Um, you know, we're excited to get this going on um, this. I, we'll be done. We'll be done by the end of September at the latest. So we've set our deadline. Um, we're working a lot faster than we expected. So we'll be out quicker than we ever expected. And once again, thanks to you and everybody else so far that has helped us get this far along.
0: Excellent. Well, we look forward to getting... Uh, follow up and hearing more about uh, all that's happening with legal equalizer again we'll put all the information in the show notes but for now thank you so much for being on the social impact show and we'll have you back soon
1: thank you very much you have a good
0: one make sure to follow us at level strat l-o-v-e-l-l s-t-r-a-t and you can like us on facebook with level strategies